Hey guys, welcome back to According To. I'm Megan. And I'm Sierra, and I'm just so excited to sit down and talk to you guys because I feel like it's been a minute since we recorded, even though it hasn't been that long. I just feel like so much has happened. Yeah, we have so and much a lot to catch happened. up on. So, for this week's episode, we decided it'd be, it would be fun to do a Q&A, so we asked you guys to ask us questions on our Instagram, which is at According To. If you guys want to take part in anything like this in the future, you should follow us. But first, we're going to... So we promised you guys that we would catch up on anything election-related that we thought was interesting. We obviously don't intend for that to be the whole podcast, but because we promised it last time, um, and honestly, the election results, like, took longer, and, you know, some people would argue they still aren't um, finalized, but I feel like no matter what happens with Trump's supposed investigations, like, nothing is gaining traction. There doesn't seem to really be any evidence, so my thought process is, like, sure, go ahead, like, do the whole legal process if you want to do that. If there's actual, like voter fraud that needs to be investigated, like, feel free, do all that jazz. But I just don't think it's going to change the outcomes of any of the states that they've called. So yes, I think Joe which, Biden has won the election. Uh, my weekly spotlight is, in fact, Joe Biden winning the election. You guys honestly wouldn't believe how much time we spent. And it was a stressful week last week. So we had two exams last week. And on top of that... I don't know that, whose idea was to put two exams, like Thursday, Friday of election week. And then we also had one the following Monday. So I don't know whose idea that was, but it was not a good idea. But, like, on Tuesday, we obviously, like, I didn't think that the election would be called, but I was kind of hoping, like, maybe it would be called. Like, I just had this hope, you know, because I know everyone was saying beforehand with all the mail-on ballots that it just wasn't maybe going to be likely. But I was just like, come on, like, we always call, like, the winner on election night. And also, we are going to run through kind of, like, briefly how the election process works in the U.S. for a lot of our international listeners. Or if you're American and you don't know how it works, then we can kind of explain it. And it'll just be, like, a brief thing, hopefully. Can you do that now or no? Let's keep. Okay, I have a few more things to say. But on Tuesday, luckily I had like felt like I studied pretty good for anatomy exam, which was the first one we had that week on Thursday, because I was like, I studied up until the election started, and then I was like, okay, I simply can't study anymore. I have to pay attention. And like that night, nothing really happened. Like no state was surprising. Only so many states were called, and I was honestly just annoyed that they kept saying like a lot of states aren't even counting the mailed-in ballots first because they were blocked (laughs) they just were like they were waiting to count them after even though they'd been sent in beforehand i it really doesn't make sense why you would wait to well it doesn't make count the ballots but that's why they did it (laughs) anyway Um, so yeah but luckily things are getting sorted out votes are still being like finalized and whatever trump wants to do with his claims i guess he'll do so yeah Joe Biden was officially projected as president-elect on Saturday, and Megan and I were at the zoo, and I was just like, oh. I was kind of like, we really watched all week. Like, all week long, we had it on the TV, and then, like, we would mute it when we were studying just to, like, if anything popped up or, like, during our five-minute break, five breaks, we would, like, unmute to see if anything new happened. Or, like, sometimes I was even setting alarms, you guys, at, like, four in the morning just so I could, like, check in on any electoral updates, but... That, like, never happened? No, there was really nothing to update on in the middle of the night. Although, like, one evening it went, like, where Biden ended up passing where Trump was at for Pennsylvania and Georgia, so, like, that was pretty big news, but other than that, I just had to wait, and then Saturday when they actually announced, I literally wasn't paying attention, I wasn't watching TV at all, Mm -hmm. Um, so Maggie's actually the one that texted us to tell us that other networks had called, even though... Technically, didn't someone call, like, before Oh, that? yeah. Technically, Decision Desk, <clears throat> who's, like, I followed them kind of, like, for a few days just to figure out, because they post election results, or, like, projections, 
before anyone else did, and so I followed them on Twitter just to see what they were saying. So I guess, like, at that point in time, I think they said their projection on Friday. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. Like, that was when I was kind of like, okay, Joe <clears throat> Biden is, like, the president-elect. But no major news networks had really called it until Saturday. Um, I'll quickly say my weekly spotlight, and then we'll kind of explain how the process works if anyone's unfamiliar. But my um, weekly spotlight is that we have some good news about a vaccine. And I'm just really, really excited about that. And I think that it honestly just proves how much, like, science has put into getting this figured out and how even, like, Pfizer's the one that announced it. But, like, um, me and Sierra were just watching a video where Anthony Fauci was on talking about how, like, there's plenty of other companies that are having similar vaccines that'll hopefully have similar results so like really a lot of companies seem to be doing well and I think a lot better than they were even like projecting like they were expecting 50% efficacy to be like pretty good that they wanted and it's looking at 90% right now like that's incredible and I'm just so excited and it's like Dr. like Dr. Fauci is literally saying like that in certain populations like depending on obviously distribution is going to be like the next big thing but like they could see vaccines being given out before the end of this year and that was like if you would have said that at the beginning of this year, like, they would have been like, that's probably, probably impossible. Um, so I am very intrigued by that. Obviously, um, it's going to take a long news. time. But so we need to, like, stay the course and still continue like, the mitigation like, efforts as best we can. But that's the good news we needed to really start to see the light at the, at the end of the tunnel. Because a lot of people, um, obviously, if you're, like, not super keen on wanting to take vaccines, like, I was kind of like, this is what I've been thinking is like the end goal the whole time. If you go back and listen to our podcasts, you guys, like we've said before, this isn't over until we get a vaccine. Like this has been the end goal the whole time. Mm-hmm. People keep being like, when is this going to end? When can we like Well, I think that's this? been an issue is that a lot of people have wanted to go back to normal because they're like, well, I'm not going to live like this forever. And it's like, no one wants to live like this forever. Yeah, no that's why we are like waiting forever. for a vaccine and then hopefully things will go back to normal. Um, but yeah. I'm sure most of you, like, I don't know your guys' stance on, like, vaccines or not, but I would urge you to, like, look into them and hopefully, like, solidify that you think that they're safe if you're unsure and know that it's going through the appropriate testing it needs to be going through and that if, like, under normal circumstances, yes, they're not going to approve a vaccine this fast because there's usually not that much money put into this, like, kind of project. And also, there's no need to have, like, that kind of speed. But, like, we're in the middle of a pandemic right now, like, there has never been more of a need to finish a project like this. Mm-hmm. So they're going through the testing, um, and I would urge you all, like, feel free to look into, like, what exactly they're testing, what the results are, but complications for vaccines, unless you're, like, immunocompromised or have, like, are the rare case where you have, like, allergies, it's very, very rare. So mm-hmm. I'm just saying that because we honestly, as many people as possible, need to get the vaccine for it to be worth it mm-hmm. and for life to then return to normal. And for so. people who can't get vaccines to also, like, not have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about how um, the election in the U.S. works. So, we're going to just do this as, like, briefly as possible. Hopefully you can find a YouTube video make it make too. sense. <laughs> yeah. But basically, every four years, there's a presidential election, and you can run, like, any party can, like, submit their candidate. But, like, primarily, you're only worried about Republicans and Democrats. Realistically, no other party will win. Like, you could vote third party. People do vote third party, but... It's just never going to be, like, the actual candidate that wins. Mm-hmm. And so each state has—we have the Electoral College, which is 538 votes given, like, distributed differently to different states based and that's off of— based off of population, but also—so, like, every 10 years when we do the census, like, where we determine, like, who lives where, what states have what population, um, they'll redistribute those 538 electors. Think of it as just, like—I don't know. I don't want to say, like, people—like, well, are people, but it's just, like, numbers right now. 
basically each state, like their number of elector, electoral votes is related to um, the se- senators and house representatives that they have. Yeah, so, so they have the, the minimum same. is three because every state has two senators and every state has at least one representative. So that's how the U.S. balances like population, but also making sure that small states have representation. So every state gets two senators, like automatically doesn't matter about your population. And the House of Representatives, you get based off of population. So then using all of that, they assign based off of whatever population is appropriate. So, for example, California has 55, right? And then I think Wyoming has three, which is the least. Iowa has six, so that's what we've been at. And um, also, I guess we can kind of briefly touch on, like, the fact that there's swing states and there's also states that are pretty set on who they're going to vote for. So... The U.S. does not use a popular vote system. If you guys know all about this, you can skip ahead. Like, it won't hurt our feelings. Yeah. But basically, instead of using popular vote, we rely on the Electoral College. And so you kind of think of it as, like, state by state. There's two states that have an exception, but the other 48 states, whoever wins the popular vote in that state, it's winner takes all. So you get all of the Electoral College votes Mm -hmm. in that state added to your tally. And the goal is to get at least 270 electoral votes, and that's when you would have won over half of the votes. Therefore, you would be declared the winner. And also, just, like, for reference, Joe Biden has been projected to be the president-elect, but they haven't made it official because states still need to certify their election results. But media companies this year and literally every year before this, when there's been a a presidential election, will project the winner based off of either history of state voting or percentage of ballots in versus, like, which counties are still coming in and, like, which way they think they'll go. Like, California, as soon as the polls closed, they said, okay, goes to Biden. Like, it's just a blue state they know that he's going to win the popular vote in California. And then obviously same with, those get certified later. Like, same with Wyoming. The polls closed. I don't know if they actually called Wyoming right away, but I'm like just I, assuming. Idaho, I think they like did. Like, Idaho, polls closed. They said, okay, Trump gets Idaho. Like, they just know in certain states And again, that's the media calling or, that. Yeah. Then the states certify that later. So it's two separate processes. That's why, you saw, that's why you see people right now saying, like, the media doesn't get to decide who's president. It's like, well, we know that. But, like, every presidential election, the media has always projected the winner. Usually, like, night of election. But mm-hmm. And then there's swing states. Certainly before so results, are, results are official. Iowa has typically been considered a swing state. I will say in this election, like, I thought it was going to be closer, but it actually was not that close. Trump won Iowa by, like, honestly, what, 10 percentage points? Oh, eight. Eight percentage points. Um, but typically, swing states are, like, Ohio, Iowa, Florida. Um, I don't know swing states, like that well but it's the states where the voter is going to be like roughly 50 percent one party 50 percent the other party it could go either way um for that election and so that's like that's important because it's obviously winner takes all for those electoral votes so even though it's like super super close in that state they only have to win like literally if you guys don't know anything about american politics you should look up like the um 2000 election race because that was decided by one state and it was decided by 500 like 37 votes mm-hmm. and like that decided a whole presidential election outcome and that's insane i know isn't that crazy and then so that's like how every state like their votes are distributed if you're listening to this and you're thinking why this doesn't sound extremely fair because um i don't know you could argue like that people or there's people that argue that the electoral college shouldn't be a thing um, I understand why it's a thing. I don't fully know, like, like, I'm not super strong, like, let's get rid of it, super strong, like, let's keep it, but it's just, like, the whole point is that it tends to give voice to the smaller states so that we, like, quote-unquote, aren't being, um, governed only by cities, because usually people that live in larger cities are more liberal or democratic, and people that live in rural areas are going to be more Republican, 
And so if we just did popular vote, you'd probably almost always have a Democratic president. Um, so that's like their way. It's kind of just like it was in the Constitution. It's the way of deciding in a more fair, supposedly way of who gets to be president. Then here's the real kicker. And I this annoys me so much is that when the people, like all, I think it's like 150 million people voted, something like that. When we vote, we don't vote technically for the president. We vote for the slate of electors in our state that will then vote for president. Doesn't that make zero sense? I have tried waiting to, like, hear how this makes sense, and it literally doesn't make sense. Most of the time it doesn't matter because most of the time the outcome's going to be the same as what was projected um, by the media. Which, to be honest, I think we should either get rid of, like, the electors or simply make it illegal in every state to have faithless electors, but... In theory, like, okay, so let's say in Iowa, because that was that's where we live, we'll use this as an example. So in Iowa, Trump won. So all six of our electoral votes were projected to go to Donald Trump. Like, in theory, that's what they should do. But really, in reality, that only means that we are now going to have six electors from the Republican Party that the Republican Party pre-selects. And there's really no qualifications. Like, literally anyone can somehow go about becoming the elector. I don't really know how that process works. But they're like, anyone can be the elector. And so they actually end up voting um, in December for the president, and their votes are the ones that actually matter. And again, these people are picked by their respective parties, so usually you're not going to have anyone straying away or doing anything different. But technically, like, I think 33 states, because I just saw this, have it illegal, or there's some kind of fine, or some type of punishment where if you were to vote opposite or do something different, like, you would get punished for it. But in theory, those other, like, 18 states or 17 states they can switch parties and they can vote for someone else. And then and, like, there vote- are people that have done that. It has happened, but it hasn't ever changed what we like thought the election result would be. But I still like it makes no sense to me. Something that like it really bothers me. I don't remember who said it. It could have been like because I've obviously still been paying attention to like Trump's um, litigations and lawsuits and stuff and like other prominent Republican um, like senators or just like people prominent in the Republican Party. Like, it's one thing if you want to, like, make sure claims are valid and you want to make sure there's not election fraud or you don't want to call the election yet. Like, okay, that's one thing. But I've literally heard—I don't know if this guy was a lawmaker. I don't know why I didn't remember his name. Sometimes, like, I swear I've been on, like, this, like, prominent author's Twitter, so I don't know if it's—like, that's who I'm thinking of. But there was someone that was, like, kind of um, indicating to Republican senators in, like, states to, like, use the electoral voter loophole. Oh, yeah. And that is very troubling to me. Because if if the America speaks, and let's say, like, I'm saying, like, the, let's say the election's not rigged. Okay, that's my assumption here. <laughs> um, America has spoken, and what kind of government would we be in? I think Republicans would agree to this, too. Like, imagine an election where, the like, the American people have spoken, and they say, we want this person to be president. Imagine being, like, backhanded, and, like, that was so completely disregarded. Uh, disregarded. I don't remember which article. It might be Article 2 of the Also, by the way, I just want to throw out there, like, yes, me and Sierra voted for Joe Biden. We're happy he won. But technically, we're registered independents. So, like, I'm not trying to, like, just only be talking about, like, Democrats do this. Like, go Democrats. I am a very proud independent person because, um, like, while I may, may lean more liberal, I think it's important to look at policy over party. And so, yeah, I just want to throw that out there. What was I saying? Oh, because I think that what Megan was talking about before was technically, like, in Article 2, I think of the Constitution, um, I think state legislators have final say over the slate of electors chosen, something like that. 
And I think that, like, literally Donald Trump Jr. retweeted that. And I'm just like, yeah, like, guys, isn't that, let's, like, not do that. That's really disgusting to me that they would tweet that, that they would retweet that, that they would say this is how we're going to win back the election. Absolutely not. Like, if you think the election is rigged, prove it. Otherwise, like, stop. Yeah. I personally am of the mindset that it was not rigged. But I've literally, you guys, I've tried looking at, like, what am I missing here? Are there things going on that's rigged? And there's been nothing, like, large-scale. Exactly. It's all, like, six votes at a time that... I mean, like, like, we know voter fraud or something like that happens every election. We know that for a fact. But it's never been to an election-swinging effect. So if you want to, like, go after those six ballots, go for it. But, like, at at what point are we just wasting everyone's time? Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway. All right. So that concludes our election catch-up. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, We asked for questions that were honestly just about anything, so... Um, to try and make sure me and Sierra don't run into the same stuff, do you want to start at the top and I will start at the bottom? Sure. Okay. So first someone said this was like kind of related to the election. So did you get to vote? Was this your first presidential vote? It was our first presidential it was. vote. So Megan and I were just a little bit too young to vote in 2016. Well, we were like a whole year young. I just meant like everyone, there were a lot of people in our grade that could vote. Yeah. And so that was their first election. I was kind of happy because I was like not thrilled about either candidate. And I was like, uh, I'm kind of glad I didn't have to vote this time. Yeah. And honestly, because I remember um, just, like, on election night in 2016, I, again, because I didn't have to vote, my interest in politics was, like, not there. And I was just like, I don't know, and I don't have to vote, and I can't vote, so it doesn't really, like, matter. Um, And I just remember, like, on election night being like, I guess we'll see how this goes, I guess. (laughs) And it's been quite the four years. (laughs) (laughs) And I just, I guess I remember, because obviously whatever channel I was watching was thinking like many people that Hillary was going to win. So I just remember like them being like absolutely shocked and like not knowing how to continue on with like election night. Yeah, because they were just like, this is odd. It looks like Donald Trump's going to win. And then I remember going to bed being like, well, I need to go to school tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) And then I was like, I woke up and I was like, yeah, Donald Trump, like they said last night, was still a projected winner. Yeah, I remember that too. I feel like we must have, I remember like coming home from practice, right? Like, yeah. So it was, like, a late night anyways. I, like, came home when I was trying to shower. And I, like, vaguely remember kind of, like, having the TV turned on. What's weird is Sierra said she remembers Haley being there, but I was like, she would have been Yeah, that's, like, weird. Obviously, it's a false memory, but that's, like, what I thought for a long time was that Haley was at our house, but she wouldn't have been. So me and Sierra voted in the primaries in 2018, so. Yeah, so it wasn't our first, like, election, but it was our first presidential election. And we voted uh, by mail. Or, like, absentee was ours, I think, right? Yeah, we, we did absentee, and then we uh, just turned it in in person. So we voted a while ago. Long time coming. <laughs> um, okay. Someone said, what are you most looking forward to in the next year? Oh, my God, a vaccine. <laughs> Literally. Um, I don't know. Non-pandemic related. I have been looking very much forward to in the summer when me and Sarah are doing our rural Iowa clinicals I got the spot where I'm going to be living at the lake and like I don't did know every time I, yet I don't know I feel like we did I feel like we did okay um but I'm going to be living at a grandparent's lake house and I just am like every time I am like not thinking about that and then I think back to that I'm just like that's gonna be so fun mm-hmm. and I think that in a hopefully world where I had a vaccine and we're kind of getting back to normal like even better I know I'm like my goal I would love for this to happen this is me manifesting it 
is that for like by the time we have our six week clinical, I'm really hoping that we'll have had like vaccines and like we won't have to wear masks and stuff anymore because that would just be like a really like good time. I think first of all, because like going to like a clinic and wearing a mask for you know eight hours a day would be annoying. Honestly, I would like to get back to normal. Yeah, I see nothing wrong with that. And then I was uh, talking to Megan and I was like, you're gonna have to get like a gym membership in Clear Lake because it'll be six weeks. And yeah. I imagine that you don't want to just work out at the lake house. I wouldn't prefer there's not to. There's not a ton of room there. No, there's not. So I'll have to figure that out. And but I will be. We kind of looked at gyms a little bit just briefly, yeah. and we found one that. I mean, I knew that there was a gym. You always there, drive by it. But it's like I was a smoothie like, bar and gym. But I had never looked into it because obviously, why would I? But I was pleasantly surprised. Honestly, it was pretty nice. Yeah, from like what I, the outside's not not nice, but I was just like, I just thought just it was like kind of like a clear lake. You yeah, like, wouldn't expect was good. much. So maybe I'll do that. And I will be living with my dad, and then I'll also have to figure out either I could work out at his house because he has a home gym like I did for, you know, all of quarantine, or I could get a gym membership in Des Moines. So we'll see. All right, next question is, are you guys doing Vlogmas this year? And I thought we had a good idea, hopefully, so So hopefully compromise. Here's the thing. One, our Vlogmas last year did not do that well. Like, I don't know. These just, like, weren't always there i like to get at least ten thousand views on a video and i think a lot of them are like above that now but just like at the time they were like a little bit below so that's just like a point there second of all we are much busier at this point in time than we were last year and so i feel like it's hard especially when it's going to be busy during that time with school i feel like it's going to be like hard to get a lot of content during the day so our conclusion or our decision that sierra decided and that I agree with is that we will do weekly vlogs for every week where like it's going to be you'll see all of our days in December but we're gonna post weekly vlogs so that'll probably be like three or four probably three I think mm-hmm. since it'll be like until Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. <laughs> it'll be until Christmas so because that way you get to see every day but you only get to see like the exciting stuff like it even got hard last year when we were posting Vlogmas stuff to try and come up with enough stuff Like, I saw you still have to sit, like, down for 25 minutes or just, like, do talking segments in the video, which yeah. I know you guys don't necessarily mind, but it just was like, for oh, us. we have to do this because we're not getting enough content otherwise. And if you're doing that every single day, like, you run out of stuff to even, like, talk, talk about. about. So, mm-hmm. And just also editing a video every night would be, like, it's not like it's hard to edit a video every night. But it was probably take, like, an hour of my time start to finish to, like, get a video edited, uploaded, thumbnail, like, all that stuff. And that's an hour that I, like, could either use to myself if I have that time or since we'll be getting into finals and stuff, like, could use to study. So I just think it would make the most sense to um, do a sort of weekly vlogmas. Maybe we'll come up with, like, a fun name for it. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I was, like, trying to think of, like, vlog week, but, like, that wouldn't work. So. You're getting, you got rid of the whole Christmas part. Oh, I did, didn't I? Yeah, probably won't come up with anything fun. Okay, uh, next one. Someone asked, what's your PT school cohort like? Is it mostly even guys and girls? Are there any recent grads? So we, I think most of the people in our class, first of all, I guess guys and girls, I think it's two-thirds girls, one-third guys. There's definitely more of an uneven split in our class that I think is typical for our school's program because I was always under the impression from, I think, looking at past stats that it was, like, a pretty even split. Usually, like, still more girls than guys, but, like, it was a rather uneven split in our class for whatever reason. Um, So I think there's 
44 people in our class, and there's 13 or 12 guys, I don't know. Yeah. And then the rest are girls. And then as far as, like, when people graduated, I think most people graduated pretty recently, either either, well, either in May or December, or, like, within, like, the year before that, and they took a gap year. Yeah, I think that's most of our class. But there's, like, I think there's two people that are pivoting. Yeah. I guess you would call it. But mostly recent grads. And honestly, even then, like, there doesn't, even, like, with um, the people that have been off of school for a while, like, there's, doesn't seem like there's a huge age gap or anything. Yeah. So, um, everyone meshes, like, pretty well. Everyone gets along pretty well, as far as I can tell. <laughs> um, and so, it's been good. I'm happy with our class. Is it my turn to ask a question? It is your turn. Okay. Um, okay. Have you ever, or would you ever consider getting off of all forms of social media for good? No. I feel like, let's consider even just, like, public versus private life. What do you think that looks like for you in the future? See, I wonder that because... I wonder that, too. I don't like the idea of, like, making a completely new Instagram. But, like, I know it'll be weird when there's gonna be, like... There will be a point in my time, or a point in my life, where, like, my likes and followers, like, don't match up. And, like, I'll be, like, living probably, like, a pretty, like, normal quote-unquote life. Like, if I'm not posting on, like... Like, if I'm not, like, a quote-unquote influencer, like, later in my life... But then you just have your Instagram. But then I have my Instagram that's, like, got a lot of followers. I feel like that'd be weird. So, I don't know. I feel like it depends on, like... It depends on, like, do we keep doing YouTube? Probably more so, like, Megan and Sierra. Like, that would be the thing I consider, like, long-term. But even then, what if... if the podcast grows? Like, like, the podcast grows. Like, that's still kind of, like, a thing where it'd be reasonable to expect people would want to follow us. mm -hmm. Um... So, I don't know. I think sometimes I'm like, well, when I get older, like, maybe I just, like, kind of, like, cut it off. But then I'm also like, well, do I think I'd not be doing my podcast? Mm -hmm. Do I think I won't be doing YouTube? Because if I'm still doing those, then my Instagram's just kind of secondary to that. And if people, like, unfollow me in the meantime because my audience is getting smaller, then, like, okay. So, I haven't, like, seriously considered getting off of social media for good. But I do ponder, like, what will that look like in the future? Or, you know, what if... After we're done with PT school, like, I I don't know if I'll, like, lean more into, like, PT or not, or if I still want to keep that as, like, it's part of me but not, like, my brand, mm-hmm. which is kind of more of, like, how I feel about it now. Um, but I'm just, like, some people do choose to, like, be, like, that PT person on social media, and then, like, yeah. that can grow an audience that way. So I don't know. As far as, like, let's talk about, like, apps and if we would delete them or not. Like, I think Facebook... I don't ever, like, really post on Facebook, but that is, like, my primary way of keeping up with family, so I don't think I would delete that. I don't think I would either. Twitter. I love Twitter. Never post on it. I probably tweeted something, like, I think I retweeted something, like, last year, but as far as, like, I don't ever tweet, but I love looking through it, and that's honestly, like, where I get a lot of my quick, fast information, like, news source, because Twitter moments are a great thing, and they've got a lot of variety. Um, Instagram, I know I'm probably never going to delete Instagram. It's just, like, do I stick with my account now? Do I make a new one? Yeah. I haven't ever, honestly, seriously considered at any recent point in my life making a new Instagram. But, like, I've thought, like, in the future, what do I think I'm going to do? Um, and I still don't know. But and I'm then, sure you guys would probably be like, no, don't. And I understand that. Snapchat? I honestly, like, would consider deleting it. But I feel like that's the primary way that you, me, Haley, and Maggie, like, send videos or something. But, like, I don't really use Snapchat that much. And they're like, I don't get much out of, like, I don't really get much about, like, looking at people's stories. Like, people use Instagram stories mostly now, too. And then, like, 
I would go to, like, their news section, but now their news section is kind of annoying. Yeah, I didn't really do that beforehand too much either. It's honestly so clickbaity that it's a little ridiculous. So I think I probably used to use it more, and now I just can't. All right, next one is what music do you guys enjoy listening to, and do you have favorite songs? So what have I been listening to recently? I always like to start, honestly, with Top 40. Although, to be oh. honest, I don't, like, I really don't know so many songs. Like, in high school, I knew the Top 40 songs. Like, right? I, like, knew them. I learned them simply by listening to the radio. I specifically remember when we were still in high school and Haley was in college, and I'd be like, oh, Haley, do you know the song? She'd and be she'd like, be, no, like, I don't listen to the radio anymore. I'd be like, Haley, how are you so out of touch? But it's like, as soon as I went to college, I realized the exact same thing that I was never listening to the radio anymore. I don't ever, like, even when I'm listening to the top 40 songs, I'm usually skipping the songs. I have absolutely no idea what they are because I'm not forced to listen to them on the radio and learn the words to them. So I would say, like, normally, especially because I'm not the kind of person that usually, like, I don't seek out music on my own, and I don't have, yeah. like, top favorite artists that and I And, like, we are not the kind of people who are like, oh, like, my obscure music taste. Like, I am very basic in terms of my music taste. I could uh, read my on-repeat stuff and show uh, how... <laughs> How uh, wide of a range I have. I guess what I like to do is, like, if I um, I look, go and search on Spotify, like, throwback 2000s hits, and I like to listen to a lot mm-hmm. of those songs. All right, so I have... How do you I'll find your on repeat? You can search it on Spotify. Mine just popped up now because I, like, pretty much only play that. Okay. So I have Don't Cry For Me, which is Jason Derulo. Hey There, Delilah. Don't talk to strangers. Come on, Sarah's I mean. got a lot of oldies. I know, more I so do. than I do. Our dad's a I big... I just like them. I mean, a lot of people like 80s music, yeah. but our dad's a big 80s guy. And they so bring we me get back. it from him. And I like 80s music, but Sierra really, like, when she's in charge of the music. <laughs> it's because I play this, uh, like, on a repeat album, therefore it just, like, stays the same. Um, Beautiful Girls by Sean Kingston. Uh, Your Love, The Outfield, that's been one of my favorites recently. Jesse's Girl, always a top one. Collide by Jake Miller. Bad Day by Danielle. Okay, that's what I was going to say. This probably, I don't know if I would say I have, like, an all-time favorite song, but Bad Day, like, that's, like, my soul song. And I feel like it works for me if I'm having, like, literally the best day ever or if you're, like, having the worst day ever because I feel like it's always a reminder that, like, a bad day is simply, like, a singular one bad day. And I can jam out to it when I'm happy and I can, you know, get my feels and, like, remind myself that it's only, like, temporary if I'm actually having a bad day. So I have, like, a connection to that song, which is yeah. funny. Some people probably think of just, like, Alvin and the Chipmunks when they <laughs> think of that song. But um, then I have Strangers Like Me, Phil Collins. That's from Tarzan. Halfway There, Big Time Rush, Waking Up When September Ends, Go the Distance from Hercules, um, What Just Say, Jason Drulo, Keep Your Head Up, Andy Grammer, um, and then some Jonas Brothers songs. Yeah, that's my on repeat. Okay, I'll read mine. So I have Holy from Justin Bieber and Chance the Rapper. I do... I remember listening to that song, and it, like, because I think I was going on the top 40, and it was, like, the new number one, but I had started playing it, and I didn't look at who it was by, and usually I can recognize, like, who the singer is, like, I should have been, now that I've listened to it, I should have been, like, this is Justin Bieber's new song, because it clearly sounds like Justin Bieber, but I remember listening to it, and I didn't know who it was by, and I was like, I like this song, like, okay, and then I look at the song, and I was like, oh, this is Justin Bieber's song? So I like that song. I like Dynamite by BTS, which is funny, because I just saw TikTok <laughs> that was, like, um, kind of bashing, like, BTS and, like, K-pop because they're, like, it was playing BTS and, like, how do K-pop stands like this music? It sounds like it's something that's playing at, like, Target or something. And I was kind of, like, I don't disagree with that, but I like the song anyways. 
So, <laughs> um, then we have some of these are mostly like probably on here from just like if they're if I'm playing the top hits right now and there's a song I don't hate hate slash I like kind of know it from TikTok, then I'll usually let it play. So I have Mood by Twenty Four Karat Golden, um, Replay by Ayaz. Love that song. That was like also I liked that song before TikTok and now. Um, people probably use it as just, like, the TikTok trend thing, but I like that song. Love Story, I also kind of got back into that because of the TikTok trend, even though, um, this is the original and not, like, a remix. What You Know About Love by Pop Smoke. Um, My Ex's Best Friend, I don't honestly know that song that well, but I let it play. Um, I Got a Feelings on here, which is weird because I feel like I try to skip it every time it comes on. <laughs> not fast enough. Um, Promiscuous. It's probably like halfway skip, halfway play. Do you guys, when I think of that song, I can literally Miss only Miss think Miss of Miss. the Just Dance. Yeah, same. <laughs> Beautiful Girls by Sean Kingston. Uh, Come and Go there. by Juice World. Put Your Records On by Rit Momney. <laughs> I think that's such a funny stage name. Um, I'm not going to read all of these. Down by Jay Sean. That's oh, a good I song. I love that one. I literally, like, the second that song comes on, my head starts bopping. I can't help it. Levitating is a pretty good new song by Dua Lipa and a baby. I have Bad Day. Um, yeah. So we have a little bit of overlap, but you can see that we diaper. Also, a if you bit. guys haven't heard Collide by Jake Miller, it's like an older song. I like remember that in the depths of my brain a few weeks ago. And I was like, Megan, what was that song you played? I mean, it was been like high school at this point. Well, still, the rap part of that song, I love it. And I like, surprisingly, we remembered it pretty well. Mm-hmm. When it, we played it again for the first time. But yeah. that brought me back to high school. <laughs> okay, so my question is next, correct? Mm-hmm. So someone said, why PT? What's so special about it? All right, so I feel like there's a few things. Kind of, like, because I feel like why PT, some of, like, one of the most similar careers is, like, OT, so kind of, like, I feel like it'd be cool. Or you could say, like, why not medicine? Because that is, like, a hard pass for me. Sure, we can touch on. We'll talk about like a couple of different things, but I think that first of all, what it came down to, for, what it came down to for me was I know I wanted a career in which I could apply like my intelligence because like I feel like I am capable of like learning difficult material, and so I wanted like a career that I deemed like quote unquote like hard. So I was like, okay, probably the medical field because either like it's either that or like go into engineering or like technology, and that was not for me. And so I was like, okay, medical field. And then I have never wanted to be a doctor because I have no interest in going to school for that long. And then also on top of that, going into like interning, like residency, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I feel like I wouldn't so much say that I wouldn't want to be in school that long. I feel like the older I've gotten, the more I've like, the more school I've finished, the more I'm like, it honestly isn't the worst thing to like be in school for longer than you initially anticipate, at least like mm-hmm. for me. Because I never thought I was going to go to grad school either. Exactly. And you kind of just get to it and we've told you guys before like I couldn't imagine being done with school when we graduated this year and just like going on with my life and getting a job like that seems crazy to me so school's kind of like a comforting place to be in because you feel like you're still learning and that's what you're doing right now and you're not worrying about getting a job or anything like that you're still just focusing on being in school and then um medical school is different though in terms of like I would still definitely say medical school if you only look at the school part, like, it's still going to be, like, more work than what we're probably doing for PT school. So, like, mm-hmm. that would be a lot, too. I'm not saying it's not. And also, I don't want that much pressure. Like, I know when you're a doctor, like, on a day-to-day basis, depending on what kind of doctor you are, I know that you're, like, not responsible for someone's, like, life. 
But when you go through school, you have to go through different rotations. And, like, even if you're not directly responsible for someone's care, I just feel like there's, like, you will have to do a lot still. Well, there's, like, step one, step two, the MCAT to even get in, and then boards and stuff beyond that. And, like, I've watched medical school vlogs, and, like, props to people that are in medical school and, like, really are just so motivated to do that because it looks exhausting to me. And, like, keep in mind, we're not saying, like, this is what deterred us from doing medical school. Like, we have never wanted to do yeah. medical school. If, and, like, I'm kind of like, if I wanted to be a doctor, like, I do think I could have become a doctor. I just yeah. never had the interest to want to do that. Mm-hmm. And then OT is a little bit more complicated because, like, OT and PT work together a lot of the time. I think that it's, like, always hard to, like, explain the difference, but I would say PT is, like, think more general, like, movement stuff, whereas OT is more functional lifestyle Yeah, application. Like, OT is going to help a lot with people that need to learn how to do things for themselves, and it's usually not focused. I've heard one person describe it as kind of, like, PTs are focused on, like, locomotion or like independence and stuff like that whereas OT so that means like if someone can't walk like helping them walk better and it's obviously more than that but like OT is going to be like no they need to learn how to like use their upper body to like brush their hair feed themselves to get dressed get dressed and those aren't you moving they're you like doing things that you need to do hopefully that kind of makes sense it is hard like every time I'm asked like what's the difference it's hard for me to pinpoint what exactly is the difference? Because obviously, then in a multidisciplinary team, like, they literally can co-treat. Like, you can yeah. do a lot of the same things and work together. And you can have a lot of the same goals, too, that you're both working toward. So, there's uh, some overlap. But I think PT was more in line with And one. also, I think there's... Outpatient. Like, yeah. there's different scopes of PT, whereas there's a lot more options. OT. I think OT is typically in some sort of, like, acute setting, because I can't imagine... Like, that's just more common. And you yeah. see kind of, like, how PTs have a broader scope of practice, at least that I'm more aware of. I don't know if that's just because that's what I've looked more into, but that's just what I'm guessing from what I know. All right, this is a question about the election. Someone said, how did you feel during versus after the election? I'm very interested. Well, it's hard so. to define. <laughs> one, was, one was during and one was after. I guess we talk about before. Like, what was your confidence? We'll go in from, like, the perspective of, like, we voted for Joe Biden. We wanted him to win. So, like, what was your confidence? Well, okay. So... I mean, me and Sierra were, like, 538 fiends when we were, like, going into the mm-hmm. election. Um, if you, like, know what I'm talking about, they have – it's, like, a projection website. It was an interactive. They had what they were projecting, but then they also had this feature where you could, like, call certain states for either Trump or Biden and see, like, how that would potentially change um, the outcome. And I feel like I – there was a point where I was, like, I really think, like, Joe Biden can and should win this, and that was what I was hoping for. And then, but then, like, and I keep feel like in mind, closer, this is based off of polls. Closer up to the election, I was just, like, I started looking more and more at, like, the 538 vote share stuff, which, like, a lot of the, what they had as, like, their main thing shows, like, out of this many trials that we simulated, Joe Biden or Trump won this many times out of 100. And so um, that's kind of what made me feel, like, pretty confident. But then if I went to the actual, like, projected vote share that they would have for each state, like, that's when you see how close the 50-50 yeah. split. And that's when I'm, like, wow. If like this just could seem seemingly go either way, so I feel like I started getting less confident because like anything could change just like that, and then there would be some states where you say, okay, let's say this goes the opposite way of what we think, then like that completely drastically changes what they now project as being the outcome. So I was just like starting to get a little bit more unsure, and like as we know, the polls were still like 
off this year. I don't think, like, until final results come in, we won't know how off they are. But, like, I like, do they think... They need to be fixed, and they need to figure out what are we missing, who are we not pulling, mm-hmm. stuff and like that. It's hard to figure out all the caveats you need to figure out between, you know, if we didn't pull this, like, group of people, we have to, like, insert them in somehow and, like, make it up. But, like, on election night, I just remember feeling even, like, less confident just because even though I knew nothing was being called differently than what I expected. So I was trying to be, like, yeah, nothing is... Every state that they called was, like, anyone would have said that that state was going to go that mm-hmm. color. I but, think that what helped was there was a lot of, you know, blue hope this year. You know, people saying Texas will go blue, like, this state will go blue. I think I had more realistic expectations. Like, I, when I would do my interactive map, I was like, okay... I'm confident that Iowa and Ohio are going to go red. Like, I know they're little swing states, but I don't feel it. So I was like, every time I would do that, I think I would usually give them to Trump. And then Florida, I was like, I'm just not feeling Florida either. Like, to me, whenever I think of Florida, I always think it's red. And I was like, Texas probably is not going blue this year, guys. But it's like, so I'm putting it red. So I think that where a lot of people were like, oh, like, maybe these states will go blue. I was like, I think they're going to go red. At the very least, I was I like. I will say Georgia, if it stands, like, that was a turn for me. Mm-hmm. Didn't I agree. think that that would be going blue. And then I'm also surprised North Carolina was, like, highly projected to go Biden, so it is, like, staying red. Yeah. So. so there was definitely a couple states where it was, like, just not what they thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And I was stressed. I think that when I finally kind of calmed down was when Michigan and Wisconsin were called for Biden. Because I was stressed mm-hmm. <laughs> before that. And That's then when- because they waited to count the mail-in ballots. Mm-hmm. And what do you think is going to happen when... I don't know. You guys just can clearly, like, take your own, you know, thoughts on that. But I'm just, like, it didn't make any sense to me why you would wait to count ballots that are already here and ready to be counted. Mm-hmm. So you could have a very clear idea of, like, who's projected to win rather than having this, like, you know, everyone kept talking about, like, mirages and stuff this year. Like, why were we dealing with that? It just... So that we would be in the position Sierra. we are now, Megan? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, why would we? But Sierra said, because. <laughs> because. That's what they wanted. Okay. And then, yeah, once those were called, I was like, okay, I'm feeling pretty good. Mm-hmm. I keep That was your question. I have one pulled up, if I can just find it again. Okay, I think this is an interesting question. What controls your life decisions, mind, heart, or gut? Hmm, interesting. I think my mind. I was going to say my mind, but I definitely, like, I still do try and, like, listen to my gut or my heart. I feel but like my gut I feel like, and my mind match up pretty well. I feel like my mind, I feel like my gut's always telling me, like, you're only going to know, like, what you know or, like, a decision that you should make if you, like, have the information, mm-hmm. which is, like, my mind. And I'm just always the person where it's, like, I'm not, like, I don't try to be, like, an overtly, like, this is how I feel kind of person. I try to be, like, let me get the information I need. Let me look things up. Let me make decisions based on stuff that is, like, objective and what I try to go off of I feel like it works pretty well for me I feel like I'm not an overly emotional person where I like my emotions ever get the best of me like in any direction like if I get super angry like I don't get super angry and like make a decision based off of like a complete like burst of rage I don't get you know incredibly like oh I'm so happy like I'm gonna you know treat myself to you know this like shopping spree so I don't experience like that extreme range of emotion that would like cause me to make any, like, drastic decisions. I feel like I'm just usually a pretty, like, I try to be a rational person and make decisions based off of 
like how I know they'll turn out or how I think they'll turn out to hopefully get the best outcome. And then, like, I think that the only way I apply, like, a gut, you know, feeling test is, like, if something doesn't feel right, then, like, yeah. I'm not going to do like, it. I feel like that more so is, like, if you're in, like, an unsafe situation or, like, you feel like something's sketchy and something's telling you then. But I feel like in that case, like, you don't really need other information to go off of because you have, like, your I mean, gut. like, sometimes, you, like, there's a decision that you're thinking about and your head's telling you to do one thing, but you're like, but my gut's, like, telling me I need to do this. I can't think of a specific example, but, like, I'm aware that that happens. And then sometimes it's kind of hard to, like, go through your head because you're like, but my gut's telling me something for a reason. Yeah. All right, my turn? Mm-hmm. Um, someone said, how can I be motivated to work out at home? <sighs> it's tough. I feel like always try and, like, you know, don't expect, like, too much of yourself. I feel like I think what's helped us out is setting a time limit rather than a workout plan. Yeah. Megan and I, years ago at this point, because we, like, realized this was not the best thing for us to do, uh, we would go to the gym with, like, this is our workout that we want to do. And there's so many variables that play into whether or not you can get that like workout done. equipment's available? How long is it taking you? What if you don't feel like doing that exercise? So then we decided, instead of going to the gym with this list of exercises, how about we just set a time limit of we want to be in the gym doing things for this long. It was an hour at first, but, like, we've been doing 45 minutes now for probably a year at least. And that seems to be working the best for us because I think it's just the right amount of time to feel like you get a good workout in. But, like, we noticed when we were doing stuff, trying to get to an hour, it was, like, really I'm dragging done. Like, I can't. So, I feel that's been working for us. Also, anything is better than nothing. So, maybe instead of 45 minutes, like, we're talking about, like, do a 10-minute YouTube workout video or 20 minutes or whatever you feel like you have time for or, like, the energy to do that. So instead of being like, well, I just don't think I could possibly do, like, 45 minutes right now, like, instead of doing nothing, shorten your expectations, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it means, like, I'm going to do a yoga flow today instead because I don't feel like doing this, like, super hard, intense workout. Or if you want to try and have some fun, like, I've done a couple of um, Mad Fits, like, TikTok dance workouts where, like, you're just trying to get up and move. And sometimes, like, that's – you don't want to think about, like, I'm doing this exercise, I'm doing – going to do this, this exercise next – and so that's, like, a way that I try to avoid that. Otherwise, if you're looking for some downtime, maybe you just want to listen to a podcast, then, like, try to give yourself, like, okay, instead of me just, like, sitting and doing, like, nothing and listening to a podcast, like, try to use that as, like, yeah. your time where you're going to listen to You can to always, stuff. like, try and use it as a reward system of being, like, I can only, like, watch or listen to this certain thing that I want to watch or listen to when I'm working out. So maybe it's like, I can only listen to this podcast if I'm working out. And then you'll be like, well, I want to listen to the podcast, so I'm going to work out. And like, again, it doesn't have to be an insane workout. I, like, you could go on a walk for all I care. Just say I have to be doing something physical while I listen to this, like in order to be able to reward myself to do that. And um, so that could work if you're a reward motivated person. Okay. Let's see. I keep losing the questions that I had, but I... Okay. Um, or I saw one question. I remember what it was, but I can't see it. Did our parents have, like, alternative names for us if we were going to be boys? Um, okay. I found it. What were your names going to be if you were a boy, or did your parents know you were girls? That was the question. I believe they knew we were... I mean, I know that they knew we were girls. I don't think they ever had names for us. This one I want to talk about because I also wanted to talk to you guys about... I was like, when we were boys, we... Before they knew, (laughs) I don't know. I wanted to talk about a few things. One, 
What do you guys think an epidural is? Right now, think about it. What, when you think of getting an epidural, what is that? What does that mean? So just ponder that for a second. Then I'm going to tell you what I thought. Then I'm going to tell you what people on TikTok that I kept seeing thought, and also what Maggie thought. And then if you're unaware, like me, I'm going to tell you what it actually is. So, I thought that an epidural was a rather large needle that was placed into your back, like near your spine, and that that was kept in while you gave birth. And so the thought of that freaked me out. I mean, I was still going, like, when I get pregnant and I need to give birth, I'm sure I'm still going to get an epidural, but, like, I hate the thought of that so much. And then, I was like, just, like, if it's a giant needle, then, like, how do you, like, just not move and, like, puncture yourself? But then this TikTok that I saw that showed, like, it was using, like, a fake body. It's, like, here's what the epidural looks like and how we remove it. And it's, like, a very, it's a flexible tubing that it stays in while you're giving birth, but it's this flexible tubing, and I thought it was literally a needle, and then all the comments apparently thought that it was, like, a shot that you get, which I'm kind of like, who thought it was just a shot that you get? Maybe you think that too, but I was just like, what? Um, because Maggie thought it was a shot, and then I was asking her to clarify, because again, I guess I thought it was a shot, but I thought it stayed in while you're giving birth, so then I was like, does it stay in, or do you take it out? And Maggie was just like, I hope it comes out, (laughs) and what did you think it was? I already told you. I thought that it was a large needle. And, like, I knew something stayed in, but then I didn't understand the logistics of how you would, like, lay down. So you thought it was the same thing? A needle in your back? Like, I didn't know how it worked. I just knew that it was a needle and something stayed in your back. So it must be, like, I'm assuming they use a large needle to, like, have it go in, but then the only thing that stays in looks like that flexible tubing thing. Basically, the more I find out about giving birth and stuff like that, the more I do not want to go through that. I was talking about, I was like, maybe I'll have, like, just a voluntary C-section. Some people do that. They schedule I know. it. Like, our mom had a C-section with us because she, like, didn't really have another choice. But I'm just like, people do that. People literally do voluntary C-sections because they would rather do that. And I don't hate the idea of that, honestly, <laughs> personally speaking. But otherwise, names. Sierra had a potential other name. I was... I've never known of another name that they were going to name me. Oh, I was potentially going to be Samantha because my mom knew my middle name before my actual name. She wanted my middle name to be Joe, which it is. And she thought that, like, Sammy Joe could be cute, but then I think she was like, that sounds kind of country, so no. So then she opted for Sierra. Which is actually because that was, like, what her first cousin or second cousin's name, so she just copied that. (laughs) It spelled like that, too, which I guess my mom didn't know what the typical spellings were, but that's fine, because I like my spelling. I think it's the superior way of spelling Sierra. (laughs) Okay. I think I see Sierra's that are, like, the S-I-E-R-R-A, and I'm like, that's not even the same name. That's how I feel. Okay. Do you have the next question? I do. What is the dumbest way you've been injured? Hmm. I hurt my elbow tobogganing. <laughs> oh my god, true. That was painful. Mom, I, I just thought of mom being taken out. <laughs> we didn't even see that. I did. Oh, you did. Like out of the corner of my eye because she was just a little bit behind me. And I could tell someone hit her. And I was like, oh my god. I remember. <laughs> so we're talking about tobogganing in Switzerland. And... It was fun, but, like, honestly, if you it do not this, like, faint of heart. no, it's scarier <laughs> at the end than you think it's going to be. That At the end, 
I remember, I think it was the first one down. And, like, the end is a steep turn, okay? And if you don't make the turn, there's a few things that can happen. One, you go off of, like, a hill. But it's, like, it's kind of a steep hill, but it's not, like, a long drop. It's just, like, the snow is piled up on one side, and you're going to, like, if you go over it, go down the snow that they have piled up. And so I was, like, that's one option. The other option is as you turn, there's, like, that orange, like, plastic fence stuff to, like, that you could run into. I had the pleasure of experiencing both of those, at, so, like, on two At one point turns. or another? Um, well, I'm kind of, like, trying to remember. It's hard for me to remember, but I'm sure we talked about it in our vlog when it was, like, a Fresh memory. in your mind. But I was the first one down. I was just like, like, oh, my God, this is a steep turn, and I wasn't very good at turning it. So I think the first time um, I, like, made a jump for it, like, off of my toboggan, yeah. and which, like, <laughs> didn't feel good. But that's what I did because I just didn't want to, like, go down the steep hill. And so that was okay, but I definitely, like, hurt either, like, my... I think I hurt my tailbone. tailbone, yeah. I hurt my tailbone because, like, the metal, like, sled thing, when I tried jumping off of it, must have, like, hit my tailbone. And that was, you know, that didn't feel good. (laughs) It really didn't. And then uh, after we ate, my mom and I, I think this was, like, literally the first thing that we did after... We, like, went and ate because we were like, okay, let's go to Shabbat again. Keep <laughs> going. we only make it one more run? I think so. And my mom and I literally both got hurt. Like, my mom got taken out, like we mentioned. <laughs> like By literally someone, her. Like, literally someone on a toboggan behind her. Like, I think she was, like, slowing down. And they were, like, coming. And they just, like, literally rammed into her. I, like, was, I was like, oh, my God, is she okay? <laughs> she was fine. Um, probably a little sore. And then I, coming around, like, the last corner where it's really sharp and, like, hard to maneuver i i'm thinking of the block where i'm like laying in the snow i tried to jump for it too which i knew i was like this isn't gonna be like a good idea but like i don't want to go down the hill either and i was like i thought i could do it with like here's the thing when you try to jump your also, body weight gets i guess why would you say like the stopping doesn't seem like an option really because like yes you can dig your heels into the ground but it's you're going so like hard. fast at that point where you're not gonna stop in time to like not go over the hill. yeah that was not an option so the thing is, like, when you try and jump off, your body weight gets redistributed. And so when I was jumping off, like, the toboggan was, like, tilting in a different direction. And so when I jumped off, the toboggan, like, hit my elbow. And I swear to God, guys, I was like, I, I think, think I fractured thought- my elbow. I thought I did. It hurt a lot. And so I was literally, like, laying in the snow for, like, five to ten minutes just trying to, like, tell myself, I was like, it's okay. You're good. You're all right. Life is fine. <sighs> And then I, like, literally had to hold my elbow, like, on the train ride back down the mountain. I was, like, posting on your Instagram story, too. (laughs) I, like, I don't remember what you said. I have to, like, look at your archive now. But, like, I think you're, (laughs) like, the reality of, like, what happened today or something. Yeah. And I just think that picture is so funny. I think I posted, um, like, a picturesque video of, it was, like, Ain't No Mountain High Enough had that playing. And, like, it was us tobogganing. And then I was, like... Uh, to be totally transparent, like, this is me after hitting my elbow. Something like that. <laughs> I'm trying to make it. Keep it real. It's like, I'm alive when I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, oh my god! I needed that audio back then. Okay. Ugh, that is think of any such a funny memory. got hurt. Um, I sprained my ankle, like, enough where I had to go Ooh, to the urgent care <laughs> because it was from trying to do a round off. You know what's funny? Off of a tumbling mat and I literally just like twisted my ankle. By the time you get to urgent care and they actually come to your room, you're like, <clears> I, I can just now. leave. Yeah. Because I did the same thing. We went to, my mom took me to urgent care um, after, like I was at gymnastics practice and I literally like twisted my elbow doing 
a round off Arabian dive roll. And literally we were like waited so long by the time someone came in the room, I was like, I can just leave. <laughs> like we're good. <laughs> you know what? They took an the X-ray inflammation is gone now. <laughs> they took an X-ray and then they were like, Yeah, it's fine. Just a little sprain. That was like the last time I did a dive roll though. I was like, I'm not doing these anymore. <laughs> I think it's oh wait, it is my turn. Is that all you had for that one? Otherwise, like I honestly don't keep track of my injuries very well. I'm sure I've, you know, well, it's running into, like, a coffee table or hitting something else. Sure. But. It's I'll those injuries where it's like, that shouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. I should have known better. Yeah. Okay. How to prepare for PT school at practical exams without having someone to practice on because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, like, kind of a quick answer. I will say, like, for our practical exams, one, me and Sarah live with each other, so any extra practice, like, it's helpful because we have each other. But if you, like, are by campus, I don't know what everyone's, like, rules or policies are or if you're fully online, but we still make that work. It's just, like, you have to go in and wear, like, your mask and face shield, and that's what we've been doing. Mm-hmm. So if you have to legitimately be at home, hopefully you don't live alone, and you can either practice with, like, a roommate or family member. Like, even if they don't dogs. know, like, what's... <laughs> I had the TikTok of, like, a nursing student doing, like, range of motion on her dog's leg. That was the yeah. funniest thing I've seen. Because even if they don't know what you're doing, like, this is going to be your job doing with people who don't know what you're doing. So mm-hmm. you can just say, hey, can you, like, lay on your back while I, you know, like, talk to them like they're a patient. Or, you know, because we're on surface anatomy, too, and, like, sometimes, like, you just need to, like, learn better how to do what you're supposed to do. So try and, like, look up videos if you can, um... And honestly, because, like, I remember doing that for over the summer when we had our first principles class and it was talking about transfers and stuff. Like, I was looking at YouTube videos. I'm like, how am I supposed to do this transfer? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes, like, practice is one thing, but also, m- like, equipping myself with more knowledge on how to do it, like, helps as well. I agree. All right. I have one more question. Um, someone said, what do you want for Christmas this year? Fun. Um, I actually have my Christmas list that I can pull up. I suck. My mom's going to listen to this and be like, funny, uh, you haven't sent me anything yet because she keeps asking for a Christmas list. I have a brief list that I'm working on. I know that I think that I want a phone tripod. Megan has it on her list too. I had it on my list, but I also said if you get this for Sierra, like, I don't need one. <laughs> She's like, I'll just use Sierra's. Um, but we've been meaning to get one. Yeah. Just for lots of reasons. It seems like it'd be practical. It does. Otherwise, like, I've been looking into clothes that I might want like I'm bad because clothes don't really like excite me that much for Christmas but I can't think of literally anything else to ask for and I'm not like the person I'm not at the age yet hates like house yeah I was gonna say I'm not at the age yet where I want practical gifts like my mom's like don't pot some pans and I'm like no that's boring so not there yet I've been trying to look for just like fun tech stuff or like maybe games like if you guys have any ideas for me, let me know because, like, I'm fine with clothes, but I also like something that's, like, fun. So, I don't know what that means. Okay, so here's what I have. Um, I'm not expecting everything on this list. This is just what I sent my mom. Um, first thing that I'm pretty sure I'm going to get is I sent a link of, like, an Aritzia puffer jacket. And basically, like, I just don't love my winter coat right now. It feels, like, giant and, like, five sizes too big, which isn't horrible, but, like, I feel like I'm drowning in it sometimes. So there was, like, I guess I can share the name. So if you guys are at all interested, then it's the Super Puff. And I think it was, like, mid-length. And I just want it in black. And Monica Church, I know, has, like, 
a puffer jacket that's like a super super long one so mine's like a shorter version but I remember watching her vlogs last winter when it was getting cold and I was just like I really like how that coat looks so and it's not something I'd usually buy myself so I feel like it's a good gift idea then I also have a Kodak 800 disposable camera just because I feel like it'd be fun to mess around with and they're like pretty cheap so I just like kind of threw that on there as well maybe I'll like how they look and I could Instagram some stuff who knows? Megan's disposables. Then I have um, a new bathrobe. I just found one that's like a fluffy one on Amazon that I thought would be nice. Because you know how like there's like the Ugg ones that seem like they'd be like just incredible. I have an Ugg one at my mom's house, but I keep it there. And I have like a cheap one here. So I just want like a fluffy one. And it's still because like my Ugg one is nice, but it's not like the, fuff, like the fluffy ones, if that makes sense. And I'm talking about like almost like the skims robe type stuff. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. So you're like reaches to her robe right now in her closet. Like, is this what I, we're in my is closet. this what you have? Um, and then I have a North Face backpack that again, like I've just kind of like, there's been times where I considered having like a new backpack. Um, so I linked that just in case because I kind of liked the white and black one that they had. Otherwise just like an all black North Face backpack would be fine. And then um, that was kind of, like, the main stuff because then I started just, like, listing some Lululemon stuff where I wouldn't be upset if I got stuff. But Sierra has, like, an Align tank in black, and I really like that top. So I, like, said, you know, any Align tank align tank would be fine or any Align leggings would also be fine mm-hmm. by me. Just, like, can't go you wrong with that stuff. in the top, though. No, I have, I have like, a size 4 written down because, okay. yeah, size 2 is what Sierra currently has and... I'd rather size up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It fits fine. It's just like, if I were to redo. If I were to redo, then I would size up. So, any other questions or is that it? I think that's it. All right. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this candid conversation about our lives. The election. election, Christmas. And everything in between. If you guys enjoy the podcast, don't forget to rate us on iTunes. And... Anywhere else. I think that's the only place that you can use stars. Apple Podcasts. (laughs) Um, Yeah. We will talk to you guys next Thursday. Bye. Bye.